Tace was living down the road from me anyway, so mm. we was already neighbours. We were seeing each other over lockdown and stuff with Bimini. Obviously socially distanced, all of legal course. and above board. Yes. We never sucked each other off. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so vulgar on this chat. I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? She is the fashion queen of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2. Obviously, I was the fashion queen of Series 1, uh, but... <laughs> You're not! The gorgeous Ahura! Oi, oh, let me hear you scream, Santa Fox! Welcome, welcome. Or Pontins. Pontins has been in lots of trouble yeah. this week, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that might be my gigs going down this morning. <laughs> Your career, your residency is over. <laughs> All right. How the fuck are you doing, girl? I'm doing fabulous. I mean, I've got my horns on because I'm a horny little fuck. Um, and yeah, I feel I feel great, you know. Um, I'm glad my sell-by date didn't expire and I left still while I was fresh. And um, yeah. yeah, I was very happy. Like I left looking gorgeous. I did a great episode, stirred the pot and left out with my head held high. So most definitely. Is this one of the outfits we would have seen in the next couple of weeks? Oh or? no, this is just what I wear to Tesco's, babe. Just what you wear to the shops. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your what was your story when you were, uh, I imagine yours is quite elaborate. What was your cover up story when you were, you know, you disappeared, Facebook goes quiet. People start to wonder where you are. What was your story for going on Drag Race? I don't think people even noticed I went. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> no, I mean, um, I was just like, you know, just saying to people like, look, um, I, I can't remember. Oh, I said I was doing something with fashion. I said, I've got this in uh, internship over in America. So I'm just going to do this little internship. I'm going away for a while just to work on this project. So everyone believed it because obviously I was doing like, I've, I've been interning in Paris and stuff before that. So it was a reasonable, believe, believable story. I think the thing what threw me was the debt bills, what came from the letterbox, because then people were a bit confused what was going on. Why am I owing out money? <laughs> this is it, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, they, when, they're like, why you, you know, when they're like, why do you owe this person £1,500 for five wigs? And I'm like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> we needed them for the shoot. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So who were you living with at the time? At the time, I was living with my uh, best friend, Will. Um, um, it was just us. And then I had a house just full of, like, randomers. So, like, we didn't re like they didn't really care what was going on or anything. So me and Will just kept it as, like, our own little thing. I think the hardest thing was, like, I remember being at work and getting the call that I'd been casted. And I was in the canteen and they were like, are you, you know, the standard, like, are you alone? And you're like, Yes, and they're like, you've been cast for a drag race. You're like, Aah! you're like, I'm in the canteen, not being able to react. Well, I've got my fucking rice pudding on my tray, just like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh... <laughs> and I was working at uh, Gucci at the time, so it was just, you know, it was a lot. That I was like, fuck, I've got three weeks. I need to get my shit together. Yeah, and somehow I tell them I need to go. I just need to go. 
And that was yeah. it. So it was weird. What uh, were they like so, then? What What were Gucci like when you told them, listen, that, that, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I was like, so, um, RuPaul caught. <laughs> no, no, I was just like, look, I was like, I've got to go away for three weeks. And obviously they knew I did drag and they were like, what's it for? And I was just like, just some internship kind of thing. I was like, but I need to leave now. Like today is the day. Like, because they give you like three weeks from that phone call. So I was like, I can't waste no time. Like I get my brief through by Saturday. It was like Wednesday. And I was like, I need to get things started doing now. Start selling some wigs and be ready to go. Because, you know, you're never going to get this opportunity again. So it was very stressful. But the funny thing was that night we got the call. I had planned to go for a Wagamama's date with Taste. Um, so we was going for dinner that night and then she messaged me like, babe, I've got to cancel. I was like, oh, me too. Me too. I was like, and I was like, I was like, it's fine. I was like, we can do another time. Not telling her. So when we walked into, uh, the workroom, I saw her, I went, Shane, you didn't turn up to Wagamama's, but they didn't use it. But it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Because of course, at the time you weren't living together when you first no, moved into that workroom, No, me and Tace were, were just, right. um, fondling. Of course. You know how you always ladies talk about it, you know. We was you know, <laughs> courting. So, <laughs> so Tay Hora, what's yes. the story, Balamori? Come on. What do we know so far? You got all embarrassed when you, you got all your titles and everything and went redder than Davina's wig, but we still haven't got the real answer. Are you seeing each other now? What's going on? You can tell Auntie Davina. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna do it, are you? <laughs> you got. To, I'm waiting for this OK magazine to buy out the story. So if you're gonna offer me some money, girl, I've got debts to pay. So you know, cough up. Make, but no. make sure they pay for the wedding. Exactly. That's. I'll just make sure idea. it's not at heaven though this time. No, I'm no, I'm joking. I, lo- I, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Joseph. I know she's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've just mentioned Tehora. Where does the name Ahora come from? I mean, I think I can guess, but elaborate for us. Ahora. So Ahora comes from a past relationship. So I was dating this guy for four years before even doing drag, and you know he had uh, issues, um, and was very abusive both physically and mentally with me. So that is why I was extremely, I very, I was very like hard faced, very, you know, and so when I got, in, that's why I started doing drag. I became a horror because I wanted to be everything that I knew I wasn't, you know, sour faced, maybe. But you know, um, I was very that. Um, I wanted to be overly confident, overly in love with myself, overly, just overly everything. And, uh, yeah, he basically, I was at the time a club kid at fashion school. So I used to wear, you know, like suspenders and a blazer to the club and a little beret and some fishnets, whatever. And he said that that was me um, whoring myself. That was me, you know, being a slag, desperate for attention. Um, so then he was cheating on me um, because he felt insecure. So I was never sleeping with anyone. I was just going out doing, doing the club kid rounds. So he didn't understand what that was. Um, so, um, yeah, so he used to just say to me, like, he cheats on me because I'm the whore. So then that's why I created a whore. I was like, well, I'm going to show you how to be a whore and it not be used against me. Because he said, eventually he left me, um, just one day and said, he don't love me no more because I'm too feminine. So I was like, well, how can I be the most effeminate version of myself and celebrate being a whore? 
I'll be a horror, I'll be a drag queen, and I'll get on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I will show you that you can never suck this dick again. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Wow, okay. Like, that's a real, uh, that's a real kind of reclamation of what people have, you know, used to try and hurt you. You've really gone full throttle with, okay, fine, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to reclaim it, and I'm going to make that my power. Um, So props to you for that, darling. Maybe also get some therapy. I mean, building your life around the pain that somebody else has given you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably hit me one day, like when RuPaul talks to me in the work when I start crying, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like I only finally got my closure on that once I was cast for Drag Race mm. and once I was on the show and like speaking with people and hearing their stories, like um, I never had that. So um, it was very eye-opening. I think finally now after three years since that relationship ended i finally feel like i have closed that chapter but it took a long time you know and it was through being a horror and getting celebrated and confidence that i got over it well props to you We were just said that you were just talking about you being the fashion queen. Of course, you said at the end of last night's episode uh, that you'll see us. Uh, we'll see you on the cover of Vogue. But you've been involved with Vogue before, right? I've been in Vogue Italia. Okay. Um, that was my after after a month of doing drag. I got put in Vogue Italia in an editorial. So, you know, she's she's skilled. <laughs> well, well done to you. How did you get into the modelling side of fashion as well? I um. I just always knew a lot of people, like designers, um, artists, creators, editorial people, photographers. Like, I always just worked collaboratively with people, you know. I always wanted to, I did it all for free. Um, I just wanted to do it because I enjoyed it, not because it was anything else. I just, I loved the feeling of, like, an escapism when you walk onto a photo shoot and you just have those, like hours of just you know posing and feeling unstoppable and that's that was like a therapy for me so um i did that and then um obviously when we had the gap after rupaul when when the lockdown happened i get a random call and it was elite say they wanted to sign me as the first ever british drag queen model so peace out congratulations (laughs) love that it's fantastic yeah so it it was yeah so rupaul was the first ever u.s queen signed and i'm the first uk so uh guess i'm rupaul (laughs) congrats yeah i'd take that (laughs) you talked a bit about how uh, the fashion industry particularly don't necessarily take drag queens very seriously and don't take drag very seriously Mm. do you think that that's changing at all it's changing, for sure, but the issue with it is, dr- which people, people are like me. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, no, I mean the thing is with with the fashion industry, it's like people argued with me about it. They're like, "Well, you see drag queens everywhere." Yes, you do. You see drag queens modeling in fashion shows. You see drag queens posing in magazines. Mm. You see them on Vogue. You see them doing campaigns in Moschino, whatever else. But do you see the drag queens working for the brand? Do you see them representing the brand as the ethos, as, you know, as someone who is actually repping them and creating for them? No. Because they, they like the image of a drag queen, but they don't like, they feel they think there's still this idea of a taste level there. You know, they like to dress us, 
they like to have us pose around and get the glory for our, our hard work of looking the way we do. But they don't want to then have us on the brand and actually create for them because they don't take us seriously because we are an image. But no, we are. That's my, that's my point. I'm more than an image. I actually do have a talent and that is seamstressing. And I would rather use that to my advantage than to be stood there wearing someone else's shit. Yeah. You know? I'd rather wear my own shit. Yeah. I uh, had this, I mean, I'm like as old as the fucking hills, but had <laughs> my first experience of modeling for somebody like that this year, um, which I, you know, starting out 15 years ago, there were no drag models. That wasn't a thing. So, you know, I think um, with people like you creating things, you know, those blue bin bags are everybody's favorite material. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, with people are kind of waking up, you know, there's been this uh, dearth of drag, really, for the past 10 years. It, there's hardly been any drag on in the mainstream at all. And then it's just started to kind of creep through and bleed into mainstream media and, um, you know, kind of commercial life. Um, and I think with that, then it will it will start to be that actually they'll come to drag queens because most of us have to just kind of make stuff, don't we? You have to be creative. Yeah. And, um, and so then when you, you know, you're somebody like you who's been at, at proper fashion school, uh, then they'll be like, okay, here's somebody who can not only think on their feet and create an outfit in, you know, on the turn of a penny, uh, yeah. but also has a really elevated taste level. So um, so I think that will start to happen. It was Jean-Paul Gaultier as well. I know, I, I saw the perfume. You were... <laughs> it was very, very good. It was like bizarre for me, because I'm like, well, listen, I've got this face. Girl, that's one of the that's one of the good gigs. Yeah, you know? that was the. When good you get gig. that email, you're like, "I'll Ooh, take that one. I'll do that one." Yeah, I sure. think I saw on your story you had like a man turn up to your door with like a load of like. Uh... Yeah. I was like, "All right, get him, bitch! You better be sucking him off." <laughs> I asked you him upstairs. That, I did. I was like, "Do you want to come upstairs for some tea, coffee, sex?" <laughs> He was like, no, I have to go back now. I was like, are you sure? I've just woken up. I can brush Please my teeth. <laughs> Love that. Oh, fantastic. So this this season, um, or when we've get, gotten to see all of your outfits, which of course have gone down immensely, isn't the first time that your outfits have actually been on the show, is it? Is it right that you've actually designed for Gothy and sort of got to you know have a response to your work kind of before you got on the show then? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I did. Um, at, the, at the time, I helped Goffy with a few looks. Um, you know, she had, she had some visions. Um, it was more me. Um, she, she, she was on a, a very tight budget, you know. So she made looks. Um, well, she had looks that she wanted to do, but we, we really didn't have any money. It was like £60 per look nearly. So um, we made what we could. I remember I did her, her there was an alien room where you guys had to do. Um, and then I think I, there was another one she asked me to do. And then basically the rest, we just pulled from whatever I had from my previous sewing collections. Like I think her finale gown was like something from my um, graduate collection, but she ended up using it. Originally it was for her red carpet, but she ended up using it for the finale because the outfit she wanted for that um, 
think Bang cancelled on the last minute. But um, it was a hustle, you know? It was, it was a hard uh, time. But I remember at the time when it all happened, I think we had some drama. Um, me and Goffe, yeah, like some bad drama. And she, like, you know, outed me on Twitter and stuff. So I had quite a bad rep because I think she basically claimed that she made these things without really giving me credit. So, um... That's why I was like, you know what, girl, that's fine. I'm, that's fine. Take the credit. I'll go on Drag Race and I'll represent myself. So, uh, suck my dick. <laughs> but no, I, I, I love Goffy and I think what she does is amazing. Um, so, that's not no shade to her at all. Um, but no, it was, it's, it was a different thing. You know, working for yourself, designing for yourself, and then designing for someone else is two different things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned money there. That's been something that's been a kind of running thing theme through uh, this series particularly um, because you know people disappeared a lot of people their only income is from doing drag anyway and then so then you return to the show and then whoa you didn't spend enough money uh, what did you think about that in that moment um, you know, coming out of the show, we was told we had, it was gonna we was gonna be back filming in three weeks. Mm. They was like, you know, you'll be back in three weeks time. It's not gonna, it's only a little thing. It'll blow over. Seven months later, I'm still <laughs> sat there wanking my cock to porn up. So you know, what what are you meant to do? So um, it was yeah, it was it's hard to it was hard to stand there and like I wasn't there when he said what he said. Mm. RuPaul said what he said to Joe Black, but. I do think it's an unfair point to make in that, you know, don't be out here now fucking H&M. I mean, I would never have the nerve personally to wear H&M regardless of how broke I was. I would at least go to a charity shop and wear something, you know, what I could probably even still get cheap but isn't off the rack. Um, but, you know, in the situation, in the, in the current environment that we're in, it's excusable. You know, we're all hustling. We're all struggling. You could have the most, you know, amazing wardrobe, but... You know, for Drag Race, it's a different thing. And again, it's, it's, I also think with that, it doesn't really come to money. It also comes down to personal style and aesthetic. You're never going to see Joe Black dressed as a fucking pop princess. No. Never in a million years. But, you know, I think he'd have probably done himself more favours if he'd have just gone and wore, you know, a black latex catsuit or something. I don't know. There's... I think, you know, you don't... The, the truth is, though, you don't need money to do drag. That is the truth. Um, hair, yes. Yeah. But you could go to a shop, learn to sew, and you can buy a, a good two metres of fabric for less than a tenner, and you can make an outfit, and it can be gorgeous. That is the fact. But, you know, to do well on Drag Race, if you want to get to the top five, you're talking at least over ten grand to spend. Let's be realistic. Yes. That is you know? realistic. Um, I mean, I've left that show spending 40 grand. Yeah. And that was because I spent 20 going in, 20 coming back. Boy. I remember my two, I had two wigs. My Meet the Queen's wig and my finale wig alone was a grand. Yeah. Together. So it's a lot of money. But the thing is, it's because drag constantly evolves and it changes. And there's a game to keep up with. And, you know, if you don't fit that game at that time, you're irrelevant. That's yeah. how they see it. And it's, that's the hard part of it. So you have to just keep up with the current. And, so, and sometimes the current is expensive. Yeah, it is. I think uh, that, you know, has a, um, the, the potential to be a bit elitist, you know? Mm. It kind of excludes 
uh, some people. But actually, um, somebody who hasn't been excluded is, is Tace. So how long was it after you'd been booted out because of Miss Corona that you both moved in together? When did that happen? Um, we'd spent a lot... Tace was living down the road from me anyway, so mm. we was already neighbours. She was living above a bar. So um, we were seeing each other over lockdown and stuff, like going for t- meeting in the park and stuff with Bimini. Obviously um, socially distanced, all legal and above board. Yes. <laughs> We never sucked each other off. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm winding you up. <laughs> God, I'm so vulgar on this chat. Um, uh, no, we, it, yeah, it was all social distance, but like we, you know, we were meeting up and then one day, it was like around my birthday, I think we went out for my dinner and this was September time and she was like, I was like, girl, she was like, oh, I'm looking for somewhere to move. I've got to move out of my house. They're kicking me out. I've got a week to find somewhere. And I went, girl, I went, I've got a spare room. Like if you want to move in, move in. Because I had a house to myself at the time. So she wow. moved in. And um, yeah, we we live together now, and it I think it saved her as well because like then we suddenly got the brief through for Dragon, so like oh you are gonna come back now in like a month, so we was like oh perfect timing, so we we're now in this house together, we can help each other. It's like Tace's prehistoric runway, the the whole thing. That was my college project when I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, like the knitted jumper and the whole thing. Like I went into a bin bag in my attic and I went I've got this outfit if you want to wear it for the prehistoric. She went yeah cool. Like, we just did it, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. we sat oh. there, we did her seaside runway, and, I mean, Tace's original seaside was just a bikini. So, <laughs> we, you know, we really did change things up a little bit, you know? Um, but maybe I fucked myself over, because I'm here and she's still in the finale, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know! Yeah. <laughs> you know, you live, you learn, that's all. Yeah, and then we burn that's her right. outfits. <laughs> Cool. So you guys have spent your lockdown together. What's she up to today? Uh, Tace is filming a Get Ready With Me with Vogue. Lovely. Must Perfect. be nice. <laughs> Can't relate. Um, <laughs> she's doing that. And then she's got a little call at six o'clock with Zara Larson. She's just downstairs doing her thing, you know, probably smoking a joint of weed or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you both That's been it. watching Drag Race together? Yeah, we do it. We make a, a thing where we have a glass of wine and 12 lines of coke. I'm joking. We don't No, we, uh, we just, we, we get a bottle of wine, sit there, and uh, we just enjoy the episode and have a laugh about it. And, you know, it's good to be able to sit there with someone who's been through it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you see something back, you can, like, you can look at each other and go, that's not what it was. And she's like, girl, I know you're like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's very that, you know, you can be like, you can be like, Lauren's wasn't funny, but they've edited Rue laughing, so that's fine. Um, you know, it's it's very that. So we have a good time with it, and it's been so refreshing to be able to have someone there for this this journey, especially in lockdown with my mental health and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, dealing with fans and stuff as well, having taste there to be like, girl, have you seen the shit someone's saying about me? And she's like, girl, you should see what they're saying about me. And we can have that, and it's just good. Like, I can just go downstairs and knock on her door while she's eating the beans on toast and just have it out. Is is she salad creaming now with the beans on toast? No, she still sticks to a butter and a ketchup. I mean, <laughs> girl, I can't imagine salad cream with it. But I, but I did teach her the pot noodle sandwich in lockdown, and that's what was in the in the Queens of Lockdown special. So she stole my yes. recipe. Yeah, she stole it. What a witch. You what gave her bitch. that moment. You gave her that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Stolen. Shocking. 
<laughs> Shocking. I'm going to try it, though. Oh, uh, girl. You, honestly, the bread <laughs> and the butter with the noodles, it's great, but tasted it wrong. You meant to fork out the noodles, but not yes. pour them on. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, oh otherwise it would be so cute. Yeah, yeah like yeah, she just pours you. it on and just sogs like mush. No, 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 no. no. no, no. And it Absolutely. has to be the chicken You're and the mushroom. You're making me hungry. Yeah. It and it's got to have the, the butter Yeah, there's, well. there is no other pot noodle flavour. There shouldn't be. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we're so used to pot noodles after living on them on Drag Race in the hotel, so uh, it, it comes second nature to us now. That and Red Bulls is like our go-to. <laughs> This is uh, it, there was it? a... It's one of the few things you can eat in a hotel, isn't it? Yeah. You can't put it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from pot noodles, we've been watching you uh, with loads of champagne as well. There's a really cute video of you two celebrating with the champagne. Oh, yeah. How was that to realise that actually you'd been, you know, part of uh, UK music history? Uh, with the with the United Kingdoms. Yeah. yeah, I mean. What a moment, you know, like, um, never, you know, we, we we always, when we listened to that song, we all sat there as a group and went, well, this ain't break up by now. <laughs> we was like, well, this ain't got shit on nothing. Like, this is, this is Teletubbies on acid with the crazy frog yeah. featuring, featuring, you know, Baby Shark. We was like, this is just nuts. <laughs> and when you listen to the song, you might know, Davina, it's always like, nami, nami, nyama, ha, ha, ha. And you're like... It's like simile, you know? And you're like, what is going on? So like, it was it was like a meth trip. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when we wrote it, we was like, well, this is going to be a one hit wonder and never go anywhere. But from it, it was the most ridiculous response um, globally and just in every realm. You know, we've had massive festivals approach us, which is like never happened before for drag queens. We've got an EP coming out with World of Wonder. You know, everything has just happened at once with it. And it's insane. Like, we're doing an, a whole Australian tour next year. Um, it's nuts. But, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world because, you know, those three girls are my best friends in the whole show. So to be able to do that with them as well and have this moment that is um, surreal. It's a dream, you know? That's amazing. Like, genuinely, that's incredible. Um, yeah. What I feel a little bit like you had kind of pigeonholed yourself before you went into the show. You'd kind of pigeonholed yourself as um, this fashion girl. And that was it. Mm. And and I feel a little bit like you'd underestimated yourself a little bit as well before you went in. Um, because I have been like joyously surprised by you and your abilities all the way through the competition. So like particularly the Essex Queen. Um, yeah. It oh was brilliant. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. What was that like um, delivering that in that moment? You know, because I don't feel like anybody else was expecting you to be able to do that. Certainly from the chat before, nobody was. Uh, so you know, the idea that then actually you just flipped that and you were like, okay, here we are. Da, 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 da. And yours for me was one of the standout performances in that. So what did that feel like being underestimated and then showing everybody uh, I've got the goodies as well as the looks? It's, it's, it's that thing of like, my whole drag career has been built on people underestimating me in a sense but like I hate the word underestimate it's just like oh, you didn't see it coming oh, like I hate all that you know what I mean like I hate that attitude like but my issue is is 
no one knew me. You know, people knew knew me from online. They seen pictures of me, but pictures don't talk. Pictures don't move. No. Um, they don't have a personality. They have a look. And so going into the show, from my images, everyone always was like, "Oh, that horror!" Like I've never met, but she looks like a bitch. She's a bit. Mm-mm. And I I knew that was what people thought of me, and I lived up to that expectation. You know, I went into there thinking they want me to be an absolute hound of a bitch, and I'll be an absolute <laughs> hound of a bitch. You know. Um. So I just kind of rolled with it um so when i went in there i was like well i'm just this villain who can all i can do is just so and i'm talentless um but then I, when i stopped i'm like no i actually know i can do good shit so um i just went into it and i was like i'm just gonna give my all in everything but i'm never gonna give too much away so like, when i read the rats i was like i know i can do you know animated voices i can do all this stuff but no one knows this of me so i'm just gonna you know when i was in my hills with michelle i was like we know how the show works. We know how to produce TV. So I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not really feeling it, you know? And I was amping it up. And then when it comes to the day, I just let it all go and, and nailed it. But the Essex Girl was like really my breakthrough moment, I think, where I was just like, you all think that I'm shit? And I think after I'd not won the design challenge, I thought, right, well, I've relied on my comfort thing of thinking I was going to smash it. I didn't win it. So right, I'm going to prove to you that I do deserve to win something that you all don't think I am good at. So it gave me more bollocks, I think, more like full balls, uh, to go in and, and absolutely ham on it. And I think, you know, my Essex girl is probably something that's going to make my career now for the rest of my life. You know, it's something that I'll take with me everywhere. My cameos are a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> a horror you is know. available on cameo, just so that we're yeah. aware. Just to let you know. <laughs> that's it. And also, um, I'm very, very pleased that you posted your um, Katie Price video, so we all got to enjoy that as well. Can you do a little impression? I just, I just us? deleted that today, actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, because I, I was like, I was like, I don't want to like, you know, stir the pot and be like, you've shit on Bimini, you know, because I'm so amazing and all. I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, but um, no, uh, but yeah, my Katie Price, it was my Katie Price was basically my my Essex girl. You know, I went in there with my, my Snatch Games characters were Katie Price and Amy Childs. So I was like, they're my two. So then when it come to the that challenge, I was like, okay, so they want me to be an Essex girl who's glam on a budget with massive tits and a lot of filler. That's my Snatch Game gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it was that moment of like, right, so I need to get a backup option. And that's when I did Louis Spence as a quick, like, turnaround. But yeah, my Essex girl was very, you know... I'm not good, Sparkle! <laughs> <laughs> and then the Katie Prize is very oh, like... It was Christ. fantastic. Yeah. This is it, yeah. And you still you still gave um, Bimini credit as well, didn't you? Um, oh, God, yeah. You know, I can't compare yeah. to someone who's got a badge for it, you know? So, uh, yeah. maybe All-Stars, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we all say that, but we know it's never coming, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> okay. um, have, you, have you heard anything from Louis Spence? Have I fuck? No, I've, <laughs> I've been I've been walking past Pineapple Dance Studios a few times, you know, trying to trying to see where he is. But no, I've not had anything as of yet. <laughs> like Still holding out. He's you running are? down those stairs. He's a whippet. Yeah, like a like a whippet. Like, like a whippet. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like Ellie Diamond. Whippet. Whippet. That is funny. It was a great impression. I mean, it was blat- it was blatantly obvious who you were and everything. I loved you know? it. It yeah. was great. Really yeah. funny. The leg thing was brilliant. Like pulling all the clothes off right at the beginning was. It was great. Yeah. You'd really thought about there was a journey. Like you took us mm. on a little journey. I thought it was great. 
But there was so much more as well. Like, you know, at one point I got on the counter and did a full tap routine. There was, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, there was one where I did like, I answered it through interpretive dance. And I was giving this one like the most aggressive blow job. I just guess it's the BBC, you know, they can't use it all. <laughs> oh, I wish we'd get to see that. So after you've done that, last night you tweeted about the reason you were upset at the end of the episode was because RuPaul asked all of you, who do you think should go home and why? Um, so who was it that you were voting for? <laughs> also, random question, random question. Do you think I'm out of order for it out in that on Twitter? What? The... No, I think that's fine. I don't think that's a big problem. You know, there's loads of things that happened uh, backstage that I've spoken about, um, particularly the way that every single time I stepped on the stage, all the feedback was just about my makeup and it doesn't match my skin. I'm grey. I've got a vitamin B deficiency. I'm a fucking vegan. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) My skin is grey. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we yeah. all talk about that stuff. You know, that's yeah. also part and parcel. No, it was just, I Don't think it's because obviously the, re- the fan reaction and stuff, I really wanted to just, you know, be honest, if, if anything, because, you know, this is my last chance of people actually acknowledging me fully with the show um, at this moment. So, uh, yeah, I, we all stood there. The question was prompted. Uh, we all unanimously said the same person. Um, and the one person who that was then turned around and said me. So, um and that person, that's the reason I was, I was so offended by it was, you know, and I'll be honest, it was Ellie Diamond, like, you know, um, she is someone who, out for all of lockdown, we was cl- I was close to, best friends, you know, constantly calling me, but, you know, checking check in on each other, you know. Um, so she was like, I want to see me and you in that finale together. So when she did the running order and put me first, to, and then I was okay with that. It was a comment afterwards when she was like, well, I've put you first because I know you're going to do shit and I'm going to look good. And that's what triggered me. Yeah. And then it was, and then after that, it was then when we did the, the stand-up, when we did the, we got asked the question and she then said to me again, she was like, a horror should go home tonight. And I was like, you're meant to be my best friend and you're saying this about me. I was like, that took me back. It was like, you've hit me once, but now you're hitting me a second time. Did you not learn your lesson? Um. So I just was, that's why I said, that's why I sat there and I was like, I don't want to look at you right now because I'm just so angry. Like, I'm not even, I'm not, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not, I'm just like, you know, you're in that moment yeah. and you're like, so, like, you're just like, I just don't even want to because, like, I'll, I'll get so upset and I'll just cry because yeah. I'm, yeah. And it was that. And, like, it, it was on telly and whatever and I've had a lot of hate for it, but it was just real uh, because, and that's what people don't see. Um, you know, Ellie started crying after what we said. I held a hand and we talked through it and it was fine. But they didn't air that. They just showed the clip of us sat there crying as though we'd all attacked her. So I can't do anything about it. But that's why I spoke out and just said what I said. Because I'm not going to stand here and look like I bullied someone when I didn't. If anything, the girl had it in for me. And she won. You know, I'm here now. I'm, I'm eliminated. So I hope she's happy. But you've been very. But you mentioned the um the chatting through it and everything on Twitter, and obviously you haven't been. You've only been positive about everybody mm-hmm. since last night. So yeah, it's all it's all been nice yeah, to see. Yeah, the thing is, uh, um, social media. Um, it's all love, you know. I, I will throw. I will throw a blade. I'll slash you, whatever. Like it's cool. But um, you know, I will still be there to sew it back up. You yeah. know, I'm not. You know, 
I'm not, nothing with me is ever malicious, you know, I, I don't care to be horrible with people, I don't care to have fights, um, I just want to get through and make some money, you know, yeah. that, that's it, I'm just trying to do me, um, so, you know, with Ellie Diamond, she's, you know, she's apologised and apologised and apologised, I'm like, girl, I had a great edit, you know, I won last week, got sent home, cool, you're in the finale and you're basically past your sell-by date, so it's fine. <laughs> But no, oh, you know, in... you should mention Tia. Who? Oh, sorry, I was going to say it was nice <laughs> to see you, you and Tia um, form your relationship as well, um, partway through yeah. the season. No, um, I adore Tia. I think she is absolutely fabulous. Uh, I absolutely love the new song as well. Uh, I didn't think I would ever say that. It pains me. <laughs> um, but um, I think she's um, very good at music. <laughs> I'm joking. I'd be lying if I said that because Little Boots wrote the track. But, um, no, I, I, I love her. And I think, you know, I've got some great memories of her on the show. And, you know, I would not have been able to do the whole Essex thing if I wasn't for her. You know, we got through that together. So we made magic. And I'll always be thankful for that. I don't think I'd, I don't think I've had the confidence to, you know, let that side out as well if I didn't have her there to look shit and make me look good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so of course you just mentioned before that Ellie sent you out first on your challenge um, of, on your stand up challenge um, we all most of us know what the line is from the internet today um, can you tell us what it was that was omitted no <laughs> <laughs> no I mean if you google it you'll find it but the, the reason we'll find the it. reason uh, it was beeped isn't because of the BBC it's not because they're trying to be like overly um protective or anything it's because i wanted to be protective um you know my nan watches the show yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't literal it was just a joke you know it yeah. wasn't my, my nan doesn't have that i don't have that you know <laughs> just like, just like <laughs> <laughs> you know um we just allegedly um, i don't have it allegedly either. while i sit here on a cone um but no we <laughs> Are uh, you know I'm sitting on a bike right now. You just can't see it. But no, um, we are, you know, we're absolutely my nan are best friends, and she yeah. raised me, and we adore each other. And I said, look, my nan's gonna watch this. Her friends probably watch this. The lavender girls will probably watch this. I don't want them to exactly cost her and go. So how's the uh, how's the game? How's the hole in the room? You know. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Yeah. Stop it. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was me, it was basically, um, a decision we made just to have more respect. For I love that. That's great. Gorgeous. You know? Yeah. And it kind of, it, it gave it more fun, you know, it gave more, it was more, it was more of a interest when people was like, yeah. what was it? What was it? And when they actually found out, they were like, oh, is that it? <laughs> Mainly the shits and the giggles until she giggled and shit. That one went down as treats. Yeah. We're actually talking about, we're going to play a little game. Oh, Woo! yes, we are. So we're going to ask you to fill in the blanks of the moments from the season that could have been censored. So here's an example. Uh, not a joke. Oh, just a fact. Oh, there she is. She knows it. She's got it. <laughs> That's the one. Right, so I'll keep your score. So the first one is, I don't want to see any... Fucking tea or coffee. I'm joking. <laughs> Fucking H&M. 
H&M, that's it, one point. What are the golden girls going to kill us with? Oh, um, the Macarena. <laughs> Cat face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just Yeah. I love that, that was hilarious. Um, so Lawrence reminds me of fresh country air full of... Shit. <laughs> is that correct? So is, there's, a, there's another one in there. There's two words. Something. Some kind of shit. Cow shit. Dog shit. Bigger than Maybe a... Bigger horse than a, shit. Horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was all shits and giggles until she go. Giggle and shit. It was all shits and giggles until she giggles and shit. And then I'd go, Granddad, <laughs> bring the hose. <laughs> um, wakey, wakey, eggs and. Bakey? And another Put one. an expletive before it. Breaky. Wait. You've got, you've no. got wakey, right? You've got bakey, right? Rather. Wakey, wakey, bakey, eggs right, yeah. and. Brecky. Fucky. <laughs> Nookie. <laughs> Fucky. Yes. Well, fucking baby. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, it was very there. good. That was very close. We were there, yes. yes. She had a face like a donkey's. Ass. <laughs> That's the back. Head what to the front. Minge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, right, so this one is, but during the pandemic, it's been so hard trying to get a date. Was this that the one stand-up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hard, hard, just like my penis. Oh, Ellie's Ellie Diamond. <laughs> just like my penis. That's it, isn't it? I mean, personally, I found that was absolute wank. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, you managed to get six anyway, right? So that's pretty good going. Six out of 98. Well done. So people are asking for the United Kingdoms, you know, to tour with the Frog Destroyers. Do you think that can happen? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a case of just talent. <laughs> <laughs> what a little no, I think... bitch. <laughs> wow. I've become a little bitch. <laughs> No, I am. Um, no, I. I love it. No, I would definitely like. I'm obsessed with the EP that you guys did. The is it? It was the Frogmatic. Frog for right? life. Yeah, frog for life. Frog for life. Yeah. Um, obsessed. Like, love it. Me and Taste. I love Big Ben. Um, yeah. but yeah, we 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 all love it. Taste is obsessed with obviously Her Majesty. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I'd be game for that personally. I think it would be a great tour. And I think if we did like a whole like, you know, a bit of like a, um, what's that film called where they sing off against each other? Uh, like West Side Perfect. Story. Like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Mm, uh. But they are kind of fighting and singing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> My cultural reference. It's only mm. 60 years old. 
<laughs> we're talking now, not BC, babe. <laughs> but no, um, I think that would be great. You know, if we did like, you know, kind of like a, a rap battles and stuff against each other and did like full individual numbers and then yeah. group numbers. It could be camp as shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I think I'd be, be down. Brilliant. I'm so down for it as well. So, perfect. Let's World of Wonder, we are ready. Wow, wow. Wow, 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 All right, we're going to do a quick fire round because I know that we haven't got very much time left with you, which I'm sad about. But we're going to blast through some questions that people on the internet have been asking. So, Jorgelina wants to know, when you go back for International All-Stars, which five queens would you like to compete with? Okay, I would say you for sure. Because I have to. <laughs> um, I would say you. I would say Blue, because she said some shady shit about me mm. on Bob's podcast, so I would love to get one over on her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would also say um, Sedagine from Holland. Yeah. So I think she has some great looks. Um, I would say uh, Lemon from um, Canada. Yeah. Um, how many is that? That's four. Four. One more. And from my cast, I would say Asuna Mandela because I think we didn't get to see enough of her, and I think she's got great representation. That would be amazing on an All Stars cast. Love that. It really would. That sounds like a great lineup. So Twizzle Tits would like to know: Are you using your popularity to open a website or store where people can order bespoke fashion items made by you? I definitely want to just change up the fashion game a little bit. Um, my goal is for, you know, when I'm dying in my bed or whatever, I want the generation, what will then be my age, to be able to go to places like Harrods and Selfridges as a man and, you know, go to places what are the level of Manola Blahnik or Christine Louboutin and feel comfortable in buying a pair of heels while all, you know, Duchess satin, high quality at a good price, you know? I, I would love to be able to feel like I could go to, you know, Agent Provocateur or some high-level lingerie brands as a man and buy lingerie for myself. Um, I just want there to be this whole um, barrier broke broke down between sections between what should be shopped and what shouldn't, you know? I kind of want to... I feel like every department store should have, like, a gender-neutral section, you know? Um, and I would love to be a brand what stands in that section and, you know, is a flag for it. Um. I am obsessed with the idea of creating lingerie for a man to look like a woman. And I'm obsessed with the idea of making lingerie that helps a woman to feel like a man, whether that's in drag or whether that is transgender, you know? Um, and I think that is something that I would really love to push. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I would imagine me that like as a girl getting a blazer and it can give you a male silhouette and being able to buy a dress already has the boobs and the arse and everything already in it and you, you know it creates you that silhouette without having to do all this excessive bullshit we all have to do um that's what i want gia wants to know did being in the bottom with taste make it harder i'm pretty sure she's talking about emotionally rather than anything else <laughs> oh it was throbbing um <laughs> i would say um it was hard but and it was one of those moments where it's bittersweet you know mm. you lose out on your dream um but, you know, it's not the end, but also you've yeah. got to stand there and be happy for your best friend. That's it. Um, also, Little But Loud would like to know, do you feel that you and Taste were in the bottom two just to create a dramatic storyline? <laughs> um, one answer, one word. Yes. And finally, 
<laughs> Haley wants to know, is there anything you can tell us about upcoming projects? Let's just say a little something on the beach maybe happening with me. Ooh, how exciting. Okay, okay. okay, so so that we can keep up to date with all of that, where can we find you on socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ahora, just straight up, blunt to the point. And you can find me on Twitter at Ahora Official. I think it is, or Official Ahora. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then you can find me on TikTok at Ahora Official. And you can find me on... What else is left? Facebook. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think they're the, I think they're the main ones. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. And me on my Instagram, follow me. I need, I need the love and support. <laughs> Well, there's loads of it Absolutely. coming from us. Ahura, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us today. And I can't wait to see what's coming next. Just don't get sad no, in your thank crack. thank you. <laughs> exactly. No, but thank you, guys. And thank you for your time and for yeah, being such a great luck, energy. Ahura, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fierce Slate Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it, you got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it, come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting, no waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy at the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.